taking off in five, four, three, two. Yo, 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 it's your boy T.O. as you know. It's your boy O-Rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. Yo, it's the motherfucking Fade Podcast, the one-stop shop for everything TV, media, and related, along with any other goddamn thing we want to talk about, coming to you live, direct, still yet to be named studio sometime soon oh, man we sometime gotta figure soon. that out yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do it soon we'll do it soon it'll be a big reveal it'll be great okay okay we have no fucking time to waste tonight okay so we're just gonna jump into the shit but before we do give us the rundown on what the fuck we're going to get into tonight yeah man we got a dope show lined up uh some some nice trailers just dropped recently so we're gonna we're gonna get into that but first we're gonna take uh you know a little look back in the past uh for anybody who hasn't seen the tv show power i don't fuck with you i don't trust you i don't respect you uh so this is not gonna be your show but tonight we're gonna do uh you know a little rewind look back at uh power and particularly examine the ghost uh, ghost character played by omari hardwick uh then we're gonna get into the recently released Godzilla vs. King Kong trailer. We're going to take a look at uh, Daisy Ray's Daisy Raya and the Last Dragon trailer. Uh, then we're going to get into some uh, some Carrie Mulligan news. Uh, apparently, she got disrespected by Variety. Uh, and then we're going to wrap up with uh, WWE Network sells to Peacock for a whole billion. And that's uh, that's with the B, not the M. We're talking billions. So they came up, and um, and then we're going to you know take a. Uh, take a moment to uh, to show some love to Kobe Bryant as we've uh, you know kind of come up on a, a year since his passing. So uh, we'll take a moment and, and reflect on that as well. Yeah, uh, but with no fucking time to waste, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a new segment. For you. We've got an absolutely new segment for you. Uh, but before we jump into that new segment, uh, quick last week, next week. Or I guess this week, next week, whatever the fuck it is titled this week. Um, uh, I, I would be remiss if I did not talk about my beloved Green Bay Packers, that they fell to the villainous Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, in the uh, NFC championship game. Uh, I am very heartbroken. It'll take me a very, very long time, if ever, to get over this. Uh, what I can say is, you know, should be like that sometimes, you know? Sometimes uh, <laughs> shit just doesn't go your way, you know. Uh, you just gotta you gotta take your lumps, no matter what your your feelings about it are, and you gotta move forward, you know. Uh, when yeah, I mean, happen, when it, when, it, when it comes to going to the Super Bowl, um, there have been many years when it's not been Aaron Rodgers' day. Um, for Tom Brady, it, it, quite the opposite. Uh, <laughs> fuck, how does how the how the fuck is Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl? Do you remember uh, Max Kellerman? You know, uh, you yeah, know who Max yeah, Kellerman course, is right, of course. Yeah. So. There's like footage of him from like 2017 saying Tom Brady, uh, he's done. He his days are over. He's gonna go on a steep decline. He said he's gonna fall off a cliff and he's gonna be like horrible. He just needs to retire. 2018, he said the same thing. Tom Brady needs to retire. He's no good anymore. His days are done. 2019 said the same thing. 2020. So this, uh, I think it happened this week. Like they have a segment of him finally admitting, like, all right, I was, I've been way wrong about Tom Brady for the past you know, five years, like the guy just keeps going. So, uh, Brady Mahomes, Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. I suppose you will, my friend. I suppose we will. Although I will, you know, say this to back up Max Kellerman, uh, you know, there'll be those who obviously, you know, Tom Brady's the goat, all this, all that. Yeah. Yada, yada. I will say though, um, 
when things happen sometimes and people are proven to be like, let's say like right about any number of things, right? Sometimes what happens is uh, we, uh, we forget to look at like the details, right? So if you look at, you know, how Tom Brady basically played this whole season, it's actually been really uneven in terms of how he's played. And more specifically, how he played in that NFC championship was more than uneven, I would argue. It was actually pretty bad. In fact, they actually, in my opinion, won that game in spite of him, not because of him. I think that if you put Blaine Gabbard in the in the game, he might have done a little better. I'll be honest with you. He might not have thrown some of those crazy ass interceptions that Brady threw. If it weren't for Brady playing the way he did, honestly, the Packers probably wouldn't have really been in the game, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so I will say that, you know, Max Kellerman, while wrong about the team in terms of, uh, and I don't know if he actually made a prediction about the team, but he, you know, the team didn't fall off the cliff, right? The Buccaneers are going to the Super Bowl, but I would have to argue that. Tom Brady might actually be on that cliff. <laughs> Max might not have been wrong. It's just that the Buccaneer success as a whole might be masking that, that maybe next year if they don't have as much success. So for instance, if they would have lost that game, I guarantee the narrative would have been, oh shit, Brady's at the cliff because he played a terrible game <laughs> against uh, the Packers. The but alas, my arguments uh, are falling on deaf ears because you know who gives a shit about that? At the moment, yeah. the Buccaneers are going. We'll see what happens. Uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, and uh, yeah, we could be looking at, God forbid, uh, another Brady Super Bowl. Which, but but who are we kidding? They're they're going to get fucking curb stomped by the fucking <laughs> by the Kansas City Chiefs. It's I don't it's know, man. Be- Buccaneers defense, they're they're a problem. They're a problem, uh, but either way, you know, they're a problem, but not a problem enough for for that fucking monstrosity there we call the Kansas City offense. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. February seventh, um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, no further fucking delay. Uh, let's get to that fucking new segment that I was fucking mentioning earlier. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a new segment. I don't know what the fuck to call it, so we're not going to call it anything quite yet. Uh, but what we are going to do, just like Arane mentioned before, we are going to jump into uh, a little something here, okay? Um, you know, I actually like the segment name. Untitled Debate Segment. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I'll show you the sound effects. Uh, yeah, that would be nice. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, what we do best is we debate, we argue, right? Uh, and, and one of the things that uh, we were kind of chatting about uh, over the last couple of days is look, uh, sometimes things end and you don't know exactly, like, okay, what was I supposed to take from it? What was the thing that we were supposed to garner from that? Uh, one of those such things is the show Power uh, that we are both uh, we both watched most of the show. I actually haven't completely finished the show. I've still got like four episodes, three or four episodes to go. OK, but one of the things that has always been a hot topic of debate between us is who the fuck is the actual villain of the show Power? Now, if you're unfamiliar with the power, my man, a rain, real name, no games, no gimmicks. We'll give you the fucking rundown about what this entire shit is about. And then after we go through that rundown, we are going to uh, debate a very specific a- uh, aspect of the show. Uh, so rain hit him real quick with a super one to two minute summary of what the fuck power really is for 
somehow. Yeah. No, I'm going to give you the summary as written by stars, right? So this, this shouldn't take long. Uh, power is a visionary drama that straddles the glamorous Manhattan lifestyle, the rich and infamous, and the underworld of, inter- of the international drug trade. The cast is led by Omari Hardwick as Ghost, or uh, James... Uh, St. Patrick, a man trying to escape his role as a drug kingpin uh, for a legitimized life in the elite of of NYC. Joseph Sakura, as his brother in arms and uh, in the drug deal business, Tommy Egan, Notori Naughton plays Ghost's fierce wife, Tasha St. Patrick. Uh, Leela Lauren is his like first love, and she plays the character assistant U.S. attorney Angela Valdez. Uh, so again, it's this character about Ghost as well as his partner Tommy Egan, his wife Tasha, and his love interest Angela. Um, he tries to balance all of this while being uh, one of uh, one of the, if not the biggest uh, drug trafficker in New York City. Um, but he wants to escape that life. He wants to leave the drug business. He wants to become. Uh, like not necessarily a normal person, but like he wants to be, uh, you know, and known for being an elite businessman. Um, unfortunately for him, all, all of the things uh, about the drug business that he tra- he's trying to leave behind keep pulling him back into the game. Or he may not actually want to leave. He may actually be lying to himself about his uh, his his wanting to to. to to lead a better life. So uh, that's what we're going to get into in this segment. Uh, let's really dive in and, and examine this particular character right here. This man, James St. Patrick, ghost, played by Amari Hardwick, who did a stellar job in this character. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the question here is, was Ghost the main villain of power, right? Uh, was he not the hero as, or I guess maybe the protagonist uh, as we might be led to believe just by the, 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 the structure of the story. Um, and you know, that we're made to sort of sympathize with this character more often than not. But uh, was he really just the villain of the entire story? Could this story, uh, you know, could it be viewed that without him, honestly, a lot of the bad shit that happened in the show, uh, you know, wouldn't have wouldn't have happened. Uh, so we're going to debate it. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to be cordial. We're not going to, you know, nobody's going to get yelled at here. But what we are going to do is present some very strategic uh, pieces of information that will point to uh, whether Ghost was or was not the villain of the story. I will defer to you first with your first bit of information that will indicate whether James St. Patrick, a.k.a. Ghost, was indeed the villain of power. The floor is yours. Mr. So I'm going to open up with a, a question and I'm, I'm going to throw this to you for just a quick answer. Uh, so we have Superman, right? And, but we also have Clark Kent. We have Spider-Man. We also have Peter Parker. We have LeBron James. Then there's also Six Bron when he went to Miami and everyone hated him. And we have James St. Patrick, and we have Ghost. Can you separate the two? Like, are they two different people? Some may see it as they are two different people. They're two different characters. There's James St. Patrick, the husband, the father, the man who's trying to leave the drug game and 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 you know go down the right path. He wants to just lead a normal life of legitimate business. And then there's Ghost who is the drug dealer, the, the drug kingpin, the, the deadly assassin, the feared man who wants to be a drug dealer and is the best at it. That's what he, that's what he does best. Do you separate the two? 
Say that one more time. I'm sorry. You, you said. Like, do you separate the two? Do you view James St. Patrick as separate from Ghost? Or are they one and the same? No, I think they're one and the same. I think they're one and the same. Interesting. So I think what we're going to find as we go through this conversation is they might be two different people, right? Mm-hmm. He may have, uh, what is it called when you have two different, uh, he may have like split personalities, right? It's a little Just like, I guess. I you know, like, uh, you know, like, like the Joker, right? The Joker has multiple, multiple personalities, um, bat, you know, Batman, right? There's Bruce Wayne and then there's Batman, right? There's maybe multiple personalities going on here. But my first piece of evidence, and to be honest, I like James A. Patrick. I like Ghost. Others may disagree, but I think, Ultimately, he does truly want to be a good man, and we see that uh, in the in the very first episode of the show, when his love interest Angela Valdez first walks into his club, and uh, unfortunately, life is life, and sometimes uh, you know you, you may break up with somebody, and, and you may not see that person for seventeen or eighteen years, but then they walk back into your nightclub, and then you know you realize, damn, they were the one. That was it. Like I was, I'm supposed to be with this person, even though you've built a life. Um, even though he lied to his wife and he should have been honest with her, he should have been forthcoming. I think his heart was in the right place. Uh, and I think he did his best and he made some mistakes, but he did his best to try and right that wrong throughout the course of the show. Uh, so that's my first piece of evidence that like, this is a good guy. Wait, uh, so I'm very confused. Uh, what was the actual evidence that you presented that would demonstrate that he's he's a good guy outside of him lying to his family straight up that that he met this uh, this woman throughout the course of the show, right? As sure. his relationship with Tasha uh, St. Patrick dissolves, right? Hmm. He ultimately does come clean. He tells her the truth. He tells her, uh, you know, I I love this other woman. I want to be with this other woman, but I will. And I'm sorry for lying to you. I should have gone about this a different way. But um, everything that you and the kids need, I will provide for. Hmm. I'm sorry that things went this way. Uh, This is not something I ever had planned. I'm sorry that, uh, you know, we couldn't. I'm sorry that I couldn't have been the person for you. But again, I will always make sure you and the children are provided for. That's about as, you know, what, what else can you ask for? I mean, I guess for him not to have extramarital affairs, but maybe that's asking too much of Ghost. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe. asking too much of, of James C. Patrick. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, uh, so I, I, I see, I, I see your uh, uh, truth telling. Uh, you know, he's able to. Uh, if I'm to have the best interpretation of what you're saying, he's able to um, uh, uh, speak his truth, even if that it's a very difficult truth, right? That coming clean to Tasha about his relationship with uh, Angie uh, and, and ultimately ruining his his is already you know um, uh, his, his already fractured relationship with Tasha, uh, you know, and, and also you know I guess by proxy his his family overall. Um, but he basically risked that all because he's trying to do the right thing. That's that's the interpretation that I'm I'm getting from what you're saying, right? I would say so. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, if it weren't for my piece of evidence uh, that he's actually the villain of uh, of power, so all you're saying is is correct and and fine. If ultimately now they they went through a lot of ups and downs, they went through a lot of back and forth, but ultimately you know he kind of had his chance with with Angie. But what happened? He pissed it away, right? Just like he pretty much does everything else, right? Because at the end of the day, Ghost or James St. Patrick uh, again maybe James, AKA ghost St. Patrick um, 
only really cares about himself at the end of the day. So much so that his selfishness, essentially, that very woman that he came to clean to his wife about, uh, uh, and and basically upended his entire family. Not to mention, she was the uh, what the district attorney uh, for the for the is it New York or was it the U.S. at the time? I think she's the Southern uh, District so, something, Assistant State's Attorney. Uh, AUSA, whatever the fuck they called her. <laughs> Assistant State's Attorney. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, whatever the fuck they called her, right? Uh, so he knew messing with her was already fucking bad news from the start. It would put everybody in jeopardy, right? But he did it anyways because she's who he wanted, right? But then that yeah. very person, and that, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched the end of the fucking show, it, you know, you, t- you quoted the first episode. I'm going to quote the... F- uh, the the last episode in the fifth season where uh, he gets her killed, right? So one of the reasons why, uh, one of the main reasons why I think that he's actually the villain of the show is because a lot of people around him tend to die and it typically is because of him, right? Whether he's directly responsible or somehow indirectly responsible, somebody, if not everybody around him ends up dying. See, I have to challenge that, right? Because he lived a certain lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. And she knew the lifestyle that he lived. She knew who he was. Uh, Angela Valdez. No, she she did know at the start. And then she slowly found out over the course of time and tried to like fucking, you know, hide. Like uh, she tried to kind of uh, dismiss the reality of it, but she eventually found out and sure yeah by season two she found out he was ghost um she protected him from the fbi helped him with the lobos thing and she would go on to do everything she could do to like help him but ultimately like help him get out of the business you know that i think that's what he wanted that's what she wanted um and in the end the circumstances and the situation he was in led to her they were in led to her death but he didn't he didn't pull the trigger he didn't kill her. No, he didn't want her dead. No. It was his. It was Tommy. No, absolutely, it was Tommy. But all the same, uh, and and this kind of goes to um, to kind of my what I was going to use as like my third piece of evidence, but I'll present it now just because you know it, it's proper for the conversation. Is one of the main reason why reasons why people around him tend to die is simply because he doesn't share information with them or. Um, somebody else is deceived in something, right? So there has been so many fucking times where Tommy, if Ghost had just shared a piece of information with him that, you know, uh, that that Tommy wouldn't have reacted the way he did. Tasha, if he would have shared certain pieces of information with her. Uh, th- this whole scenario, scenario with Angela dying and also the fact that, you know, at various times, if he would have shared certain pieces of information with Angela, he wouldn't, uh, uh, they wouldn't have been in the situation that they were. But it's because of his, uh, uh, um, lack of honesty why he continuously puts uh you know people around him in in danger and that's due no in no you know uncertain terms to uh his own selfishness right that he's always looking out for him uh for 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 ghost at the end of the day you know um uh you know and and, and again it's been a while since i've watched season uh, five. Uh, it was maybe like a year ago or something like that that I that I watched it, right? Uh, but if I can remember correct, it was a scenario where Angela thought that she could basically save everybody, right? By um, by uh, apparently they were trying to get uh, there was like a witness or something like that, right? Uh, and then they were trying to get Angela to uh, to essentially like testify against both, I guess, 
Tommy and uh, and, and Ghost. Um, but she wasn't going to do that. And her and I think was it her and Ghost that came up essentially with uh, like a kind of a plan to kind of save everybody's neck. But they kind of conveniently forgot to include Tommy in that. They conveniently forgot to. And again, to, to my recollection, Tasha may or may not have been included in that. Either way, it's because of Ghost non uh, or, or lack of honesty that, again, cons- uh, uh, Tommy might have pulled the trigger, but ultimately it was Ghost and his non sort of truthfulness that essentially got her killed. See, I got to challenge that, though, because that was a that was a flaw in everyone's character throughout the show. Everybody kept secrets. Tasha kept secrets from 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 Ghost. Uh Tommy kept secrets from Ghost. Ghost kept secrets from Tommy. Angela kept secrets from from Ghost. Like they all kept secrets. So that necessarily that wasn't his flaw uh, to own it entirely. It was a flaw in everybody involved in this situation. They all felt like True. keeping secrets or lack of communication was best. When uh, to be honest, there were so many times throughout the show as if everybody would have just followed the plan and listened to Ghost. I think a lot of people's lives would have been saved. Exactly. And but, they they but may why, have been able to get out of this why, situation. Why didn't they, though? The, the reason why they didn't is because he proved time and time again that he's a lying piece of shit at times, right? So when you do that enough, if you're, you know, we are all familiar with the boy who cried wolf, right? If you cry wolf enough times, eventually people are just going to stop fucking buying your shit, you know? And, and you know, you're, it's just going to be you and the wolf left, you know? Okay. Um, I'm sorry, no, uh, no, no, sorry. I don't want to cut you off. I think you're yeah. finishing um, your second piece of evidence. And I, I got something to throw down on the table as well. Yeah, that, that was basically it. Uh, there's more to it uh, in terms of specific events that I can kind of point to as uh, at least events that I can remember. Uh, and again, it, it's, I'm a little fuzzy because the fucking show is so fucking convoluted. And that's an entirely other conversation, you know, separate conversation we could have. Uh, but uh, I wanted to present specific moments that I thought, OK, like it, clearly we could have fucking done something different here. But proceed with what you're going to say first. So, again, just to recap, my first point was that like Ghost, he's a good man. Um, the heart wants what the heart wants. Uh, he found love again in Angela Valdez. And though he may have been dishonest with his wife in the beginning, he tried to make up for it by be coming, tr- uh, coming forward with, you know, his, his uh, infidelities, being honest with his wife, ending the, the marriage, ending the relationship, or at least trying to do so and, and saying, Hey, you know what? I'm still going to provide for my family. Um, and he does his best to take care of others too. When he found out about Holly and, and you know Holly's uh, questionable past and actions, and he knew that Tommy loved Holly, right? But that Holly was going to be the downfall of them both or the downfall of Tommy. He could have killed her. And there are many situations in which ghosts could have killed people, right? Uh, remember the girl who got her face cut? She was one of his uh, distributors. Um, one of the smart things to do would have just been to kill her, right? In the hospital. But... Uh, he 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 made sure Tommy didn't kill her, and he he protected her. And he said, you know what, she's she's worked for this organization. She's played her role. We're gonna let her live, and we're gonna pay her medical bills. We're going to uh, send her you know, a nice little monthly check. We're gonna keep her on the payroll in some way or another. He's he has a heart. Uh, he sent Holly away so he didn't have to kill her. He has a heart. Um, even when Tommy ended up killing Holly. He was like, you know what? You're my brother. I'm going to take care of this for you. I'm going to carry this weight for you. He has a heart. He's flawed, just like all of us. And the nature of his business means that mistakes come with heavy consequences. You know, if I'm 
if I say I'm going to be there at, at, at 7.30 and I'm not there until 7.45, the mistakes aren't that grave. But in the nature of his business, somebody may die because of those 15 minutes. Um, could he be more honest? Could he be more forthcoming? Absolutely. The nature of his business sometimes forces you to keep secrets, even from mm-hmm. secrets that, even secrets from people that you trust and that you work with. You know, if not, I think, uh, uh, um, Samuel L. Jackson's character in um, the was it in Captain Captain not Captain Marvel it was Captain America and the Winter Soldier mm-hmm. was he didn't he say like the plan never falls apart if not everybody knows the plan right no one no one person can compromise the plan if not everybody knows the entire plan right you got to compartmentalize you got yeah, little pieces that's here true in theory but I guess in practice it's stupid because if you're trying to execute something. Um, if not everybody's on the same page, then somebody can easily screw somebody else up because they don't have pertinent information, especially if you're dealing with volatile characters uh, who are liable to do kind of whatever, especially if they feel like they're in danger, then you actually really want to want them to understand what the fuck is going on. It's like, um, it's like football, right? Like in on any given fucking play in football, right? You can't have your fucking linemen not knowing what the fucking wide receivers are doing or the wide receivers not knowing what the running backs doing or the, you know, like, no, everybody has to understand what the fuck is going on so we can make this shit work in harmony, you know? But um, you also, but the wide receivers, you know, uh, the wide receiver can, if you're going to run a fly route, like, hey, you run this fly, you run this post route and they don't even have to know it's a running play. What their job is, is to take away the cornerback and the safety over top. They don't have to know it's a running play they don't have to know how the linemen are supposed to down block so they they actually do you and you and one of the reasons why is and again not to fucking beat the shit out of this analogy but um your your wide receiver would have to know uh you know what the linemen are doing what's going on because like okay so say if there's like a check right if if, if your quarterback sees something he's, he's got a check right so your your wide receiver has to know oh am i actually blocking on this or am i trying to just take the guy down the field for some alternative purpose right so everybody's got to be on the same page but i don't want to beat the shit out of that analogy yeah. but i l- l- let me get this in real quick um unless you were you, were you done your point yeah, I mean, my point basically was like he's flawed, right? He makes mistakes. Is he does? He's not as honest as he should be. But in the end, I think he does genuinely try and keep everybody safe, mm-hmm. try and make the decisions that uh, will protect everybody. Yeah. And you know, he, he try. And fortunately, he's the type of person who tries to carry the weight of others, and that doesn't always work out. That's what we saw on the show. Fair enough. Uh, so this whole question is, you know, is Ghost the main villain of? power right okay let's take a look at let's deconstruct that a little bit right uh a hero uh is good kind honest brave hopeful selfless wise a leader protective loyal right uh, a villain on the other hand is evil cunning cruel manipulative uh murderous uh apathetic genius disloyal vindictive liar all those fucking things right now of course there's some crossbreeding in here right uh where sometimes you have what's called an anti-hero right uh but i would submit to you that Ghost isn't an anti-hero because to be an anti-hero at the end of the day, you still have to be essentially like selfless in order to be an anti-hero where you do bad shit, but it's in everybody's you know favor or, or it's in somebody else's favor. You're doing it for a good reason because you're trying to protect somebody else or do something else. The truth is the entire fucking time with power. And again, I haven't gotten, I've got about four or five episodes left. So maybe you can let me know if I'm way off base here. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really do a goddamn thing, you know, for, for other people. He d- usually doesn't do anything. In fact, I would say that more often than not, 
if not all the time, he doesn't really do anything unless he stands to benefit from it somehow, right? So let, let, let's go back here. Tariq, right? We could basically essentially blame Tariq on him, right? Why? Well, let's choose what fucking path, whether it's basically, uh, whether it's Tariq's found, like I think Tariq found like a gun of his or some shit, or he just, you know, uh, he just kept following him around and saw him doing all this grimy shit, or you can go- Nope, he, Tariq found Angela's gun in Angela's apartment. Angela Either way. F- Angela was an I, FBI why agent. Was, why was Angela hiding the gun though, right? Uh, because- Well, no, no. Uh, so so you remember uh, when, when- uh, t- when ghosts or James move out of moved out of his apartment with Tasha and he moved in Into, with Angela, with Angela. Uh, uh, Tariq came over to visit mm-hmm. right and he found Angela's gun in her closet right. now Angela Valdez is an FBI agent so she has a licensed weapon and fair he enough. took that weapon fair enough okay so uh, you, you've got me on that point but the, the larger point that I'm trying to make though is that Tariq you, you, like and maybe you know, maybe you can you can answer that like super quick, but like there's just like no doubt that Tariq wouldn't have ended up the way he did if it weren't for Ghost being Ghost. And the fact that, you know, he's seen Ghost do so many fucking so much grimy shit. He uh he's been lied to by Ghost so many fucking times, right? Um, and then on, on top of that, it was Ghost relationship with Kanan, right, from the start, right? That 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 obviously uh Tommy and Ghost set uh Kanan up, which obviously spoiled that relationship. And one of the major ways that Kanan essentially got back at Ghost was basically taking his son as his own, right? Um yeah. that we cannot deny that he if it weren't for James St. Patrick being who he was, then that's the reason why Tariq's such a piece of shit that he is, right? Um I um, also have to challenge that a bit in saying that you cannot blame the sins of the son on the father. I think Tariq was who he so was. You're, so cool, hold on. So you're saying Tariq would have turned out as this like fucking cunning drug dealing ass dude if Ghost, like if Ghost was just like a fucking regular person or like a politician. You're saying that Tariq would have ended up in that same life. No. So I, I think that because of the nature of the business Ghost was in, right? Tariq, he was he was by, he was bound to find out what his father did for a living, how his father, how his father made his money. Ghost did everything in his power to keep his son away from the everything business. except for actually leave the thing that he always swore that he wanted to leave. He always uses it as a, as a chip whenever he stood to benefit from it. Okay. So, so, so and, and, and he tried, right? So he tried to leave the game. Uh, he yeah. tried to stop selling drugs. Mm-hmm. Lobos forced him to come back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when him and Tommy killed Lobos, he tried to leave again. And he tried to just be a club owner and, and work with like Simon Stern. Then what happened? Then the Serbians force ghost to come back in to distribute their drugs right mm-hmm. then they killed the serbs and and then like time after time again and then tommy forced him to come back in time after time again he was forced to 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 you know put on the mask of ghost yet again I, 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 to protect I, I his family that. i dispute that as a lie because in truth what he could have really done uh, honestly on almost at any point in it uh is get his family, pack up everything that they fucking own, right? And get the fuck out of there and just leave, right? He's got enough money to fucking essentially become what his name is, which is a ghost, right? You've got enough money where you can build a new life, a new identity for yourself. Honestly, even if it doesn't ultimately work out, even if somebody eventually finds you, but that's really the only way, especially if it happens one time, if it happens two times, if it happens three times that, you know, what is Al Pacino's famous quote from, uh, 
uh, from Godfather three. As soon as I get out, they pull me right back in, you know? Um, and what that is for, for ghost in this case is a bunch of bull, uh, a bunch of bullshit, right? Because he, he could just pack up and fucking leave. Fuck the club. Fuck whatever the fuck else he's got going. He could have did that, but that's not my only evidence. Let me get through the rest of this professor before. So, uh, uh, so uh, one of the things, and again, that, that that's just fresh on my mind because I just watched or I'm just finishing up the final season now, but uh, lying to Tommy about Teresi, he didn't really need to do that. Like, okay, yes, Tommy's a fucking hothead, right? But in truth, if you would have told him that Tommy's setting up both of them, right, instead of just saying that uh, uh, he was setting up, uh, Teresi was setting up Tommy, then, okay, you avoid this fucking massive conflict with Tommy. Just cut, like, what would have been the harm in doing that, right? Because you're going to, t- you're basically sticking on Teresi anyways. So why not just tell him, hey, uh, he's after both of us. He's after me too, right? Why not, you know, and, you know, Tommy might argue like, oh, well, you're just looking out for yourself. Well, it's like, it doesn't change the fact that Teresi was trying to give up both of them, which that's the actual fucking truth. So why not just include that, you know? Um, so there's that. And then uh, one of the last ones that I can really remember that is really just like this was fucking completely unnecessary is when he killed fucking Terry Silver. There is no fucking way uh, that he, he didn't kill him because he was just jealous of him and to- or I guess maybe he did. But uh, it, it's unreasonable that he kills Terry Silver because, you know, he's jealous of him and Tasha. Nah, right? listen, Silver had oh, to get go. The fuck out of it. Yo, he, you, you literally you literally made the case that uh, uh, that go. Uh, uh, you know, uh, ghost was fucking Angie. Uh, and so that's why he left his wife and kids. So what he's, Oh, he's super fucking jealous of Terry Silver. Who's fucking Tasha. Come on, get the fuck out of here. Come on. Come on. Come so, on, come on, so come on, come on, come on. first and foremost, Terry Silver was ghost James St. Patrick's attorney first. So, right. So I let you in my house. None of this matters. I would you like to point for the audience food, that none of drink that my water right now. Man. I baked you cookies, <laughs> oatmeal raisin cookies. I baked them for you. You come to my uh, house and, you, and, he, and then you fuck my wife. I see. Okay. So even if so, what if I have another thing on the side? You gonna fuck my wife? <laughs> no, you got to go. And okay. and then and then after sleeping with my wife, yeah, you're now trying. You're now in in cahoots with her to. Uh, uh, procure a, a large amount of my finances and run off into the sunset. Nope, you, you've got to die. Yeah, simple okay. as that. So, so all of that is bullshit, right? Uh, he definitely uh, didn't uh, need to kill him. What did uh, Future say? But then, but then on 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 top of that, uh, we'll, we'll get to what Future says here in a sec. But on, on top of that, um, he was in the middle of uh, going through all of this shit, right? Um, he he's he's got this whole situation where he there's like a witness out there and he doesn't know who the fuck it is. He thinks it might be Angie, but maybe not. I don't know, right? All this all through all this shit he's got going on, and and knowing exactly what that's going to then cause Tasha to reality if she finds out that he killed Terry Silver, she's clearly going to go off the fucking handle, right? But he does it anyways. Why? Because he, he just wanted to. He, he's just like fuck it. I'll, I'll do it because I'm fucking ghosty. And you see, and see as, that's, as we, that's why as, he's as such we, a nice guy. Because he no, could false. and maybe he uh, should as, have as killed we, Tasha too. As we, but he thought about the children. As we, as we get to the end, what does he keep saying? Nobody can stop me, right? And now we're seeing the real fucking ghost. This is my last bit of evidence here. As we get towards the final, uh, you know, some, some of the final episodes. Uh, in fact, uh, I guess the, the episode where he quote unquote gets shot. Um and I'm using air quotes because I haven't gotten to the end yet. So I'm not really convinced that this dude's dead yet, but we'll see. Um, 
he keeps saying the same thing. Nobody can stop me, right? He says it to everybody. He fucking says it to everybody, right? And now we're getting to see the real fucking ghost. Once he gets that bit of like fucking invincible power, which I don't think, you know, be a politician. I don't know why that would make you invincible, but okay. Um, but once we start getting towards what he thinks is invincible power, now we're seeing the real fucking ghost. Nah, nobody could touch me. Fuck all you guys, right? Fuck Tommy, fuck Tasha, fuck, uh, fuck, uh, fuck Dre, fuck everybody, right? I don't care, right? Fuck all you guys. You guys are pe- uh, peanuts compared to me, you know? You're, you're peons, you know? Uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think I have presented a very laid out case for why Ghost is ultimately the true villain of power. And, you know, I would submit that that's actually not a bad thing. Um, it's, it's a, I think ultimately power is a little bit too convoluted for my, (laughs) for my taste buds, but I think it really is a deep character study of what happens when uh, it's, it's kind of like how I viewed Breaking Bad, where you have somebody who thinks that they're doing something good or something bad for a good reason, but ultimately that reason is just selfishness. Right. Uh, and so really that to me is all, and, and, and it's truly exemplified by, uh, Tariq and uh, um, Ghost, uh, uh, their their relationship, you know, uh, and that he thinks he's trying to save Tariq, but really he's just leading him deeper down that path with every fucking move that he makes. Uh, so, so I, I I rest my case. Strong, strong uh, position there, and, and I got to give you that you make a lot of great points. Um, my final thoughts on this are: who we're all selfish in some way or another. We are all flawed. We tell lies that are unnecessary. We, we hurt people. Uh, sometimes we get hurt and, 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 and we, we hurt back. Uh, sometimes we are dishonest, but that does not make us a, a villain. You know, we are not the sum of the mistakes that we make. It is our intent and it is, you know, the actions that we do to right those wrongs. And it is you know, the, the path forward, right? It's like, wh- listen, I've, I've made mistakes, but what I want is to undo the mistakes that I've made. I want to protect those that I love. I want to provide for those that I love. I want to leave this life of crime and, you know, whatever behind, and I want to be better. And that's who James St. Patrick is. You know, he may have, uh, he may be guilty of infidelity, but he's like, you know what? I'm sorry. I love who I love. The heart wants what it what it wants. I'll take care of you and I'll take care of the kids. He tries to protect his friends. He try, he protects Tommy. He, uh, uh, you know, uh, takes murder charges for Tommy. He tries to protect Tommy from women who he knows are going to hurt him. He tries to protect Tommy from his father. He does anything and everything he can to fulfill his ambition. There's nothing wrong with being ambition, but sometimes ambition can blind you. And I think that's what happened with, with uh, James St. Patrick. His ambition at times blinded him from seeing times in which he should have been honest and forthcoming and in which he should have been, which he should have chose right over wrong. He's flawed, just like all of us. Yeah. Uh, at we- the end of the day, I do believe in earnest, and I, I never get to use that word in a sentence, <laughs> I've I've been saving it thirty one years. I've been saving it to use that word in a sentence. In earnest, I believe that he truly tries to do his best to provide for and protect the people he loved. He no longer wanted to be a drug dealer. He wanted to be a better man. He wanted to be um, 
you know, a husband to Angela. He wanted to be a father to his children. He wanted to be a legitimate businessman. Uh, unfortunately, there were forces around him that were out of his, his control that kept pulling him back to being ghost. The person he did not want to be, he was unable to escape the lifestyle. And that is the tragic story at the end of the day. Here's a good man who was unable to escape the mistakes of his past. And, you know, they continue to catch up with him. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, it's not up to either of us to decide. Uh, you know, we've presented our cases for who the real villain of uh, the uh, much acclaimed, I guess it's acclaimed, has it won any awards? I don't know. Um, critically acclaimed. Critically Listen, acclaimed. this show has won Grammys. It, it Grammys, doesn't even do this. It's a, even, right. It doesn't even make sense, but it's okay. won them, right? Uh, Academy Awards, SAG Awards, MTV Music Awards, Movie Fair Awards. Enough. I actually think I read an article awards. Like, maybe a few days ago that talked about how Power hasn't actually won any awards but fair enough okay if you say it i'll be listen listen uh, <laughs> uh what is that other show that was based on uh, the wire the wire one of yeah. the greatest shows ever didn't win any awards you know why because it was a you know it was a show that came out in the 90s yeah uh, star it was in baltimore predominantly black show we know how these things go fair enough fair enough either way either way uh, it is up to you, of course, our our viewing audience to decide what the fuck, uh, who the fuck the villain of uh, of the series Power actually was. Was it James St. Patrick? Was it Tommy Egan? Uh, was it Angela Vasquez? Was that, I hope Vasquez was the last name. Uh, Valdez. Valdez. I'm saying I don't oh, know. You, you damn racist. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know who? Uh, you know who? Was it Tasha? Honestly, the, the, if it weren't if it weren't for ghosts, I would say Tasha is kind of the villain of the story. Uh, in, in my very humble opinion, uh, or is everybody a fucking villain on the story? Because everybody does some weird fucking grimy ass shit for no fucking yeah. reason. There's um, the villain that we're missing here too, and that's the New York uh, State's uh, District Attorney's Office, right? They continue to fail the people, or that's the state of New York. Listen, drugs should have been legal. Well, there's no reason why cocaine should be illegal. There's no reason why marijuana should be illegal, or Percocets, or which, Molly. Which is the Legalize real crime. These, you're right. You might that be right. is the real crime. Legalize right. these substances. So you control the market. You control how the things move. Yeah. You know, you use that drug revenue to fund schools. That yeah. they're the real criminals. The state of New York, fucking yeah. Rudy Giuliani. Okay, so fair enough. But so by proxy, uh, the pharmaceutical industry really is to actually blame for all this shit, right? Because absolutely, you know, they have a vested interest in not making all this shit legal because then they can control it. So I think we just cracked the case here. But nonetheless, we will ask the audience, what the fuck you do you guys think? What do you guys think? Who is the actual main villain of the series? power let us know in the comment section below we'd fucking love to know with that we'll wrap that segment up okay holy shit that was a lot <laughs> uh but Listen, i had more heat for you but i didn't want to drop it on you after what happened last week that's fair. you know that's i know fair. you're still a little sensitive uh about <laughs> fucking aaron Rodgers losing yet again uh, fair so enough i figured maybe, i'd save maybe, you maybe i am maybe i am um nonetheless oh we've got to move on here to uh a, a trailer we're going to react to here uh we are going to be reacting to godzilla versus kong There's, this has much been so, talked about much been anticipated uh i'm just going to give you a quick some of the details about the uh the movie here we have uh it's about the epic next chapter in the cinematic uh monster verse as they call it uh that pits uh, two of the greatest uh, icons in motion picture history against one another, the fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong uh, with humanity caught in the balances directed by Adam Wingard and 
written by Eric Pearson, uh, Max Bornstein, uh, Terry uh, Rosio, Michael uh, Doherty, Zach Shields, who uh, the last three of which uh, had story by credits, uh, and stars Alexander Skarsgård, Millie Bobby Brown, Rebecca Hall, and Brian Tyree Henry, among others. This film is due out March 31st, 2021, and without any fucking further Wait, I forgot. I lost my place of where the fuck I was. No worries. So uh, while you uh, put that in there, remember the last movie was uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So this is uh, picking up from there. I guess there's there's another battle to be had. um, uh, And that is with Kong. Yeah. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into this shit. This is our only chance. The last movie, the uh, Godzilla no, not, King of Monsters. I did not watch uh, either uh, film, uh, neither King Kong or, uh, or or Godzilla. Uh, did you? Yeah. So, so um, I've seen, you know, uh, the last Godzilla, uh, the last King Kong movie, I think it was like it's the Skull Island movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that one kind of sucked. I think Brie Larson was in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there yeah. was other people in the movie. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's unnecessary to single her out. <laughs> I, I, I'm just trying to jog your memory here. Not, you know, I don't hate her. Piece of shit. Um, 
So, <laughs> uh, so that one wasn't great. But the last Godzilla movie, King of Monsters, was uh, was stunning. I mean, like the visuals were amazing. The story was amazing. Um, so it kind of tells this uh, story how like Godzilla is not the only monster. There are there are many monsters living deep beneath the Earth crust, um, living in the mountains, the woods, the oceans, the forests, you know, the ice caps, wherever. And um, you know, that particular story was about how like Godzilla was like the apex, right? He was um, he was the number one. He was at the top of the food chain. And then all the other monsters kind of teamed up uh, to to destroy Godzilla and ultimately they failed. So this movie, Godzilla vs. King Kong, I, I was picking up on that story where um, there is one other monster and he may be Godzilla's most formidable opponent, and that is Kong. But one of the things here that I was that I was wondering was like in the last movie they made Godzilla so big, like he was as big as the fucking Staples Center, you know, like he was bigger than the. Uh, there's one scene in the movie where he's like walking through all of L.A. and he takes like four steps and he just he's 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 as big as the state of California in the last movie, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm like when they were when I heard about this movie I'm like either they're gonna have to make him incredibly small compared to what he was in the last movie. Or they're gonna have to make King Kong like a hundred times bigger than he was in the last movie. Because in the, in the last King Kong movie, like he you know, he would climb up, like he could climb up the uh, Empire State Building, right? Mm -hmm. So he had, but he had to climb it. But in the last Godzilla movie, he was Godzilla was bigger than the Empire State Building. So like in this movie, what we saw is obviously they they dumbed down Godzilla's size, so you know they can uh, um, so the two like competitors are equally matched. Um, I thought that was going to be disappointing, but this actually looks really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not really too big of a fan of either sort of series, like in, in any iteration. Uh, so uh, hence why I just didn't really put any effort into checking the either movie out. Um, but I will say, you know, seeing these two, like th there's going to be no story here. There's going to be pretty much zero story, right? Like I think we can both agree upon that. that it's just going to be them just fucking throwing haymakers uh at each other that's going to be the attractiveness of this movie which uh you know that's not the that's not the worst thing um but i i will say that um you know seeing both characters sort of go at it uh has has kind of like always been like a thing uh especially mm -hmm. you know with the right fucking cgi involved and this didn't look too fucking bad man yeah, this is Mayweather versus Pacquiao. Yeah, okay? you know, hopefully better, hopefully better than that. You know, we didn't we didn't really get our money's worth with the Mayweather Pacquiao, um, but you know, uh, you know, hopefully one of these dudes don't uh, they don't fucking break their hand in the middle of the fight, and then we don't really get a good fight. Um, uh, but uh, but yeah, this this didn't look too, for what it's going to end up being, which is just like a fucking mindless just fucking action packed yeah, you know it, it looks decent fighting each other movie yeah yeah like it looks decent when you go to watch this movie like you know what to expect and i think you're gonna get that right you're not gonna yeah. get like to your point you're not gonna get some like deeper like story and that has like a deeper meaning that resonates no no fuck no yeah. fuck no, no. what's the over action what's the over under on there being more or less uh destruction than there was in man of steel uh man of steel i mean he fucking <laughs> superman does like a billion dollars in property damage <laughs> on a daily basis um i think with this movie i think it mostly takes place in delaware so you know you could destroy <laughs> all of that um <laughs> people coming out of their no houses problem. like fucking the people of metropolis are like fuck again motherfucker 
motherfucker. Get this motherfucker out of here. Yeah. If you were like away from home, if you were like on on a, on a vacation or trip or something like that, and you came back and Godzilla destroyed your house, and but like let's say you were but let's say you were upside down on your mortgage. Yeah. Like oh. Thank you, Godzilla. Now fucking State Farm can send me that check, and now I'm I'm debt free now. Thank you, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, Dude, um, that'd be amazing. But that was uh, that was our reaction to uh, Godzilla vs Kong, which again is due out on March 31st of this year. Let us know in the comment section below how the fuck did you feel about the trailer? Did it live up to your expectations? Are you a huge fan of the series? Whatever the fuck it is that you may uh, be feeling uh, as you're as you're watching that trailer, let us know in the comment section below. We'd love to hear from you. All right. With that being said, we will move the fuck on to our next um, trailer. Uh, here we have Rhea and the last dragon. Um, and so this of course, I believe is a, is a Disney film. Um, but, uh, let me give you the quick synopsis in a realm, uh, known as, uh, Kumandra, uh, a reimagined earth inhabited by an ancient civilization, a warrior named Rhea is determined to find the last dragon. This is directed of course, by Don Hall. And of course this is, I should preface it with clearly it's an animated film, right? Um, uh, this is directed by Don Hall, Carlos Lopez Estrada. Uh, and then, and I don't know exactly how the fucking directing works, but somehow it has co-directing credits for Paul Briggs and John Ripa. So I don't know where Carlos and Don fall on pecking order there, but whatevs. Uh, the writers are Adele Lim and um, Kwai Negan. Uh, and the stars Kelly uh, Marie Tran, uh, Alan... Uh, uh, Tudic, uh, Gem, uh, Gemma, I believe, uh, Chan, and of course, Aquafina, uh, among others. Um, and they're obviously voicing the, the various characters in the film. And this is due out March 5th, 2021. Uh, without any further ado, let's check this shit's it out. Okay. Let's, let's, let's check Rhea and the last dragon out here. All right, guys, remember what we're looking for and don't trust anyone. Whoa, what? Baby, where are your parents? Hey, uh, who's baby? What? <laughs> really? A con baby? <laughs> Impressive. We could use someone like you. Yeah? Let's catch you up. My name is Raya. Our lands have been at war for as long as we can remember. Our people never see eye to eye. My daughter, I believe our people can come together again, but someone has to take the first step. Now, in order to restore peace, we must find the last dragon. I wish to join this fellowship of butt kickery. Let's go. We'll have to watch our backs. We're not the only ones looking. Six years of searching. Please let this be it. Almighty Sisu! Who said that? We really need your help. Ah, I'm gonna be real with you. I'm not like the best dragon. Have you ever done like a group project, but there's like that one kid who didn't pitch in as much, but still ended up with the same grade? Uh, we're doomed. You and the dragon are coming with me. Hmm. My sword here says we're not. Good. 
world's broken. You can't trust anyone. Maybe it's broken because you don't trust anyone. You just have to take the first step. Shape change. Dragons can do that? Look how close my butt is to my head. It's gonna make digestion so much faster. In theaters or ordered on Disney Plus with Premier Access, March 5th. Interesting, interesting. Quick thoughts, quick thoughts. So listen, when we were kids, we had some epic cartoons, right? We had Powerpuff Girls, Curry's a Cowardly Dog, Dexter's Lab, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, you know, the classic Scooby-Doo, uh, Sunday morning cartoons, you know, like Batman and all that stuff, uh, Dragon Ball Z, Nataru, or whatever the fuck that show was called for those weird kids that Naruto? no one ever really liked, okay. uh, who are all front-end web developers now. <laughs> uh, but we, we had some classic cartoons, right? Yeah. Kids these days, they have some epic animated films i mean moana frozen uh, i'm not sure if you've seen soul yeah have you seen that uh, i have not seen soul no oh man dude you gotta watch it Fuck, yeah great movie um and and raya uh, raya and the last dragon this just looks like another instant classic yeah uh, music sounded great the animation was stellar the storyline looks really funny uh it, it was there was action it seems to be like a lot of comedy or you know kid-friendly jokes in this movie but something that adults can still enjoy too um i mean fuck kids these days are spoiled like this is what my this is what my daughter's expectation of all things is going to be like shouldn't everything be great no commercials <laughs> i get to watch every stream everything from home yeah. but dad you just paid for it like fuck kids these days are spoiled <laughs> fair enough um so this actually reminds me of this seems, feels like a cross section of like Lord of the Rings, uh, you got uh, um, Game of Thrones in there, maybe a little bit of uh, Mulan, maybe a bit. Uh, Definitely some Mulan in there. Uh, what else? You know, maybe where it gets kind of like the comedy aspect from. Um, kind of like Kung Fu Panda, you know, something, like the, something very funny, very yeah. funny movie. Yeah. It just looks like a kind of a cross section of, of, of a lot of those stories. I don't know, man. I'm not, I'm really not into fucking, you know, the, like Pixar and Disney shit as far as like the uh, animated stories go. Uh, but uh, I must submit this didn't actually look terrible. It didn't look bad. It didn't look too yeah, bad. Dude, you know? I'm telling you over the past couple of years, like have you seen the frozen movies? Uh, I have not. No. Dude, even if you don't have kids, I mean, I remember taking my daughter to the theater um, to see Frozen 2. I forgot she was there. I was like, fire. <laughs> Fucking child <laughs> services are outside. <laughs> like, sir, is this your kid? <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, put, I put one of those like uh, um, backpacks with the ropes on her back, like white people do. Um, and then I, I remember I tugged on it and I was like, oh shit, you're still here. Uh, but that movie was great. Moana was great. Um, again, if you haven't seen Soul, you have to watch that movie. Jamie Foxx in that movie was stellar. Animation, the storyline was stellar. Um, great movie. And again, this looks like just another classic. I think uh, what was really interesting about Frozen 2, there was just as many like adults in there mm-hmm. with no children that came to see the movie as like people with kids. That's how good the qualities animated films are getting. So, um, you know, do yourself a service, watch soul. And I, when this movie drops, I'll give you my login. Uh, you got to check it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. Because I know my daughter's going to want to see this and I'm going to be excited to see it too. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So that was our, our, uh, reaction to, uh, Raya, I believe it's, I, I mispronounced it at the beginning as Raya. Yeah. Raya and the last dragon. Uh, and the last dragon. Uh, so let us know in the comment section below, how the fuck do you guys feel about the, uh, the, the film? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you, uh, does this remind you of other, you know, animated films or maybe actual live action films? In any case, let us know in the comment section below. Love to fucking hear from you. Moving on. Okay, we are going to move on to our next story for the day. Um, variety. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> so, uh, to give everybody a long fucking, you know, uh, summary here. Basically, uh, a writer, I guess maybe a, a freelance writer for Variety, uh, wrote a review for um, Promising Young Woman, um, which is a... Uh, um, uh, which is a uh, a movie starring um, uh, Carrie Mulligan, right? Uh, where basically she she's like kind of like a um, a femme fatale who essentially runs into all these douchebag dudes uh, and essentially does like fucked up shit to them, you know, because they're essentially more or less trying to like date rape her, you know. Uh, at least as far as my understanding, I actually want to watch the film, and it was my goal to watch uh, the film before the podcast, but that didn't happen. Um, but we're still going to talk about it nonetheless. Um, long what story was that short, movie called again? It was um, Promising uh, Young Woman, is what. Yeah, the Promising Young Woman. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to um, put it up on. So IMDb. essentially, Variety did this review of the film, right? Uh, and part of that review, uh, and this was done by, I guess, this dude, uh, uh, Derek, or I'm sorry, Dennis Harvey, essentially, essentially the person who wrote the review. Um, so he uh, he wrote like the specific words that he wrote that are kind of like the point of contention here was that uh, he wrote Mulligan, uh, a fine actress, seems a bit odd, uh, a bit of an odd choice as this admittedly many layered apparent femme fatale. Margot Robbie, uh, who is a producer here um, and one can and perhaps easily imagine the role might have once been intended for her, uh, whereas uh, with the star <laughs> Cassie. Uh, wears her pickup bait gear like uh, a bad drag. Uh, even her long blonde hair seems uh, a put on. So that's what he wrote. Uh, uh, you know, um, uh, as a re- as part of his review for a promising young woman. Now, uh, I, let, let's start here. Let's start here. Let's start with how stupid Dennis Harvey is. He and here's the reason, right? Um, with a film that's essentially about, uh you know, basically uh, uh, men critiquing women or approaching women a certain way, especially in this Me Too era that we're in. Um, And that's in no sort of small part of what this film, at least to my understanding, is about. It's it's, it's about sort of like the perception of women, right? And how men treat women, right? Why the fuck would you think it would be proper or okay to then write that in your review that like, She's all right, but Margot Robbie bad, so maybe she would have been better. What? Like, are you, are you, uh, in the immortal words of Remy Ma, are you dumb? (laughs) That's the only way I can can respond to that stupidity. Take it away, Ray. All right, so context, right? I got to give a little bit more context here. Uh, So again, this film, uh, Promising Young Woman starring Carrie Mulligan, uh, talks about like a young woman traumatized by a tragic event in her past seeks out vengeance against those who cross her, right? And obviously these, um, you know, she's you know traumatized. I think she had like a, you know, maybe she was attacked by a man or something like that. So she's seeking out vengeance against men. Um, so 
here's what happens in situations like these. It happens to women all the time, whether you're in uh, the work environment where, you know, men may want you to dress a certain way, like, oh, that skirt should be a little bit tighter or that blouse should be a little bit cuter or like you should maybe think about dolling up a little bit, wearing a little bit more makeup when you come into the office, you know, uh, to send those emails. Like, what? why do I have to look a certain way to, 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 to do some graphic designs, right? Um, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, uh, an incident happened with Serena Williams, right? Who is like one of the greatest athletes on the planet Earth. Not the greatest like female athlete, just greatest athlete in general. Yeah. Um, she was doing this interview and, and you know, a lot of the male reporters were like, oh, why don't you smile enough? You know, uh, you, you, you look prettier and more approachable and more presentable when you smile, right? But that's not something they would ever say to to like Tom Brady like or Fredder or Nadal. They wouldn't yeah, be exactly. like, hey, Nadal, why don't you ever smile, buddy? Why don't you just smile a bit more? Everybody would just be like, what the fuck are you? To shut up. Yeah. Next question. So, you know, <laughs> to, to, to like a, a man would never get a question like that. Yeah. Uh, so Dennis, uh, Dennis Harvey's review of the film, uh, unfortunately for him, and he didn't have the, uh, the, he wasn't able to see the bigger pictures that, he was looking mostly at like, she's not attractive to me. So this film doesn't make sense. Like they should have put a prettier girl in there. Someone like a Margot Robbie, who it would have made more sense that she would have gotten, you know, hit on or harassed by these men. And Carrie Mulligan just isn't pretty enough to carry this, this particular role. Um, And then he goes on to comment about her, like her hair wasn't quite right. And just finds ways to attack um, Carrie Mulligan's character's appearance versus like being objective and just judging the film on its own by like what he thought about the film, the character, the storyline, the music, the, 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 the costume, the casting, all that stuff. So um, very fucking stupid. Very stupid. Very stupid. Uh, very stupid indeed. Um, okay. So, okay. So I think we can both concur that Dennis Harvey was fucking stupid for even if he fucking thought that why the fuck would you think that would be an appropriate thing to write in a review in a fucking major publication that seems like I would have to, I don't know Dennis Harvey I would have to assume he's white because only a white dude would have the fucking <laughs> would think I'm gonna write that and that it's just gonna slip right by everybody right yeah dude um, I don't know because he's got a very like he's got like two black names that I don't often Dennis see together and Harvey Right. So, I mean, I know a lot of black I, dudes named Dennis. What? Uh, all right. I guess. I, what? Yeah, right. right. And, and then I, I know picture I, of Dennis Harvey. And, and, and Harvey is like, you know, most of the people I know whose last names are Harvey are black guys. Right. But like Dennis and Harvey together, I feel like that's like a white guy name. Uh, Separately, yeah. <laughs> I would go, oh, that's probably a black guy. Together, white guy. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in either way, he he has the the uh, the moves of a of a white guy here. That that seems like a very white guy thing to do is to write something that clearly now fucking was he work. entirely wrong? And and again, uh, to, whoa, to, whoa, whoa, to, whoa, whoa, time out, time out, time out. Before we get there, before we get there, okay. I know. Let's, I'm gonna say something that's gonna probably upset a lot of people. Uh, probably. Uh, but but let's go here first before we get there. Um. So Dennis Harvey, I think is that was a stupid move on his part, right? But for one. The audacity of variety to do what they did afterwards, right? So the, this art, you know, this review comes out. Um, Carrie Mulligan um, 
basically like responds to it and says, whoa, what the fuck? Like, Jesus Christ, right? Uh, and she, she has a pretty poignant response to, to, to the whole scenario. But then Variety had the audacity, the audacity, I say, to then go out and be like, Dennis Harvey who? This freelance dude that's been writing for us for all these years. I don't know that guy. He's just, he went rogue. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. You know, he showed up last week, even though he's been, you know, he's written review after review after review for us. Um, but then not only did they fucking just basically are like, Dennis Harvey, what say you? Uh, we don't know anybody like that. Um, they they were like, we agree with what uh, Carrie Mulligan said. But here's the glitch in that that thing. Are you telling me nobody fucking reviews what leaves right, like what gets printed in a variety or what gets published on the fucking website? Do you think are, are we to, to believe that he just went rogue and was just like, I'm putting this shit up right away? Nobody, somebody yeah. else looked at it. Somebody else approved it and said, yeah, no, that's good to go run it. You know, so this clearly cleared something uh, in order to get published. But then not only that, it. They're essentially trying to say like, oh, like we, we don't agree with anything he said. But if you don't agree with anything that he said, why the fuck did you uh, publish it then? Like now, now, in, in all fairness, there may have been like an, an editor, a chief editor or something like that. Like maybe it was a guy um, who read this and said, oh, you know, I see nothing wrong with it. Let's put it out. Or maybe they anticipated uh, you know, this this stirring of the pot, right? Because, you know, one bad article gets put out, right? If your variety and, you know, a controversial article gets put out, then other news outlets write their stories about your article or their responses to your article that puts out. So it amplifies, you know, your 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 message, right? And then, then what do you do if you're variety? You say, oh, you know what? We didn't agree with that thing. We apologize. We're sorry, blah, blah, blah. But either way, you've been the talk of the town for, or at least like, you know, during this news cycle. Um, so does Variety, like, does anybody, do you look at this and do you think like Variety is to blame and you're never going to like read a Variety magazine again? You're never going to read another Variety article? Not really, because they can just say, oh, it was Dennis Harvey's fault. We're going to throw him under the bus. We may or may not work with him again. But Damn, you've been this new. You've owned this news cycle. Yeah, not necessarily. No, uh, because not in in the kind of like the the circles that this 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 affects, right? Like, so uh, you know. And what was interesting was watching all of like the articles basically saying over like ver, like basically other publications going to like kind of not not Variety's defense, but essentially agreeing with Variety that they're distancing themselves from Dennis Harvey. Uh, that's what's been kind of funny to when I was looking into it. That was what was funny to see was all the articles like it was like they just copy and pasted the same fucking lines from Variety's article of just like uh, Variety didn't really have anything to do with this shit. It was Dennis Harvey, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, but what I would say is is that they have a stain um on their face because of uh in those circles i'm sure and again anybody who's watching this can feel free to correct me but in those circles i'm sure it's it's kind of like especially in this me too era that's one thing you don't want to fucking do right like that's that's one thing you don't want to fucking uh um uh um promote right is is basically this idea that you're stuck in fucking 1924 uh and you know criticizing a woman because of her looks um is like the appropriate thing to do much less a film like this that's actually speaking fucking directly to that that's so fucking tone deaf it's unfathomable how, how tone deaf that is and how you couldn't like how somebody along the way couldn't be like ah 
maybe, maybe we should take that line out. Like the rest of it's cool, but maybe we should take that line out. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, like e- even just to pull some like um, uh, quotes from this, uh, this particular story that I read on Vanity Fair where they, uh, you know, the, the one that's titled Carrie Mulligan responds to um, Variety's apology for promising young woman. Like she goes on to say, like she read the Variety review because quote unquote, I'm weak. And, you know, she was like, she was kind of surprised at how, uh, this guy's review was basically just saying like, she's not good looking enough to play this role. Maybe Margot Robbie should have played it instead. Um, and then there's this one particular line here where she says that, where, uh, so and I'll just read it word for word. It says, uh, it drove me crazy, Mulligan said to the times. I was like, really, for, for this film, you're going to write something that is so transparent now in 2020? I just couldn't believe it. So in, in, just to kind of f- repeat what you said, how how stupid can you be in you know 2021 right when uh saying anything like this anything that whether it's body shaming whether it's homophobic xenophobic whether it's um you know all lives matter type of shit or if you're like supporting the the insurrectionists that stormed the capital are these really like sensitive social topics right now um how dumb can you be to and i'm and i wonder what he was doing when he wrote this article, like I, I need a little bit of like background here. Like, what was he doing? Like, I feel like he had just finished jerking off or something like that. He's on Pornhub or something like that. And he's like, oh shit, I got 15 minutes to write this review. Um, or like, I don't know, maybe he was like, maybe his wife left him recently, so he's like, you know what, I'm not fuck women, you know. Jesus uh, Christ. I, I wonder what's going on. Like, how you could be so stupid and so tone deaf to say something like this and to be like, you know not objective right to say uh maybe it was a good movie but like the chick playing the main role isn't good looking enough like well i, I, wouldn't I, I don't think you, i don't think you really need to be doing anything and i know obviously you know <laughs> like i know where you're going with that but I, I don't think you really need to i think you just need to be like a, a, a white dude who's been fucking writing reviews forever and nobody yeah. says shit to you about anything so you're just like ah fuck it <laughs> i'll just so, do it because i i can <laughs> fuck it um here, you know. here basically his review was like you know, if she was walking, if Carrie Mulligan was like walking down the street, you know, I would look back at her ass, but I wouldn't stalk her. You know, she's not hot enough. Like, you Fair know, enough. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Especially, yeah. I wouldn't uh, stalk her. She's not good looking enough. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, and, you're which is like so a preposterous total. thought. Like that. That. Anyways, we we can jump into the whole that like the the his like the idea of that, right? Like, oh, somebody's not, that's like the same shit that like what Trump would say at like a fucking rally, right? It's just like, you know, all these women accusing me, does it look like I would fuck with any of them? And it's like, yeah. Jesus Christ. I don't, I feel like that's, that's like, like less, in fact, you know, one might argue uh, that you'd feel even more emboldened uh, to, to do some shit or to try some shit with somebody who you thought like, oh, nobody would ever suspect this. And it's just like in your own stupid fucking feeble mind, you know, somehow that fucking makes sense or is justified. Um, but in any event, um, I don't know. I, I We saw the story and uh, we're, we're talking about it. Uh, the only conclusion I have is both Dennis Harvey and Variety are fucking dumb as shit for, for, for publishing it. Whoever the fuck's fault it was, you know, in, in the situation. Um, I think watching, you know, reading the, like writing something like that after watching the movie means that you didn't really fucking like watch the movie. I would have to assume after, again, I haven't watched the movie yet, um, mm-hmm. but knowing the fucking themes and everything that it's, that it's talking about, one would have to assume that 
that should be like the last thing that you come out with the movie uh, with, which means you didn't really give a shit about the movie itself. You're just looking at it through uh, some some lenses that uh is honestly it's it's laughable that you you, you thought that yeah that it's you know reaction. within the first five minutes of the movie i would imagine uh you're going to be able to get past the fact that like from the from like this line from the nose up carrie mulligan very cute from like the nose down not so much uh <laughs> looks a little like she looks like an older woman from the nose down um right, we, we're gonna strike that so, from the fucking, but for the most uh, part we're, we're for gonna the strike most that part, from the comment books uh i agree with variety and he <laughs> jesus christ dude you he's a dick for having said that not me he apparently you're a dick too so we'll just <laughs> we'll just move on from there all right okay that was uh let us know in the comment section below what you thought of that whole scenario with uh with carrie mulligan um you know uh and uh and yeah uh let us know what you think about variety and dennis harvey and apparently a rain too but uh and <laughs> don't judge me <laughs> uh l- let's move the fuck on um to uh another story um so I'll go ahead and uh, lead this one off here. So, um, you know, in another Variety article, you got uh, some big news coming out of, uh, you know, NBCU's Peacock, as well as the WWE Network. Um, so so NBCU's Peacock uh, pins WWE Network exclusive U.S. streaming rights. Uh, so and I, I forget when this actually happened, but just to read a quick excerpt here. So WWE and NBC, you reached a multi-year agreement giving Peacock exclusive rights to WWE Network for American viewers. Uh, you know, the, the over-the-top wrestling entertainment services existing to U.S. subscribers for about like 1.1 million in total uh, will be migrated over to Peacock Premium, where they'll be able to continue to get access to WWE Network, but will pay 50% less per month while getting full access uh, to the version of Peacock Premium uh, tier with ads. What, 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 I mean, you're the huge wrestling fan here. So uh, do you think this is a win for WWE? Uh, do you think this is a win for Peacock? Like who wins, who loses, or does everybody just win from this deal? Yeah, um, I think ultimately it's not going to have the effect that I think Peacock wants it to have. I think ultimately maybe the winner in this is WWE because from what I understand, w, uh, WWE Network uh, was kind of struggling a bit um, and you know trying to kind of find its footing. I think it's been around for what four or five years, maybe or maybe even longer than that. I don't, I don't, I don't exactly know. Um, but to to my understanding, it was struggling a bit. Uh, and I think this deal ultimately, and if it gets sold for a fucking Billy, it's like, you know, Vince McMahon's like, I mean, it's a Billy, what you want me to do? You know, there's money in my pocket, yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, uh, NBC is going to get quite the return on investment that I think it's, it's looking for out of this. I know NBC or Peacock, I guess in this case, uh, is looking for, you know, a way to sort of circumvent, uh, say like Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime. Not convinced that over the long term, initially, this might be a a really good scenario for them and that obviously they're gaining a a, a very uh, new viewership, uh, you know, to the to streaming plat to their streaming platform of Peacock. But I think over the course of time, though, I don't think, um, I don't think that's going to be as sort of um, healthy for them as, uh, you know, as it could be. And because I'm assuming that they want to convert those WWE viewers and, and, and watchers 
Although I guess that means the same thing, but uh, <laughs> uh, I don't think they would. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching. I'm just yeah, viewing. Viewing. Yeah, okay. Thing I'm, I'm not a viewer. I'm a watcher. <laughs> um, but I think they would like to convert those into actual, like you know, watch their other content or you know, get what they call like sticky services, right? Which is like they just do a whole bunch of other shit. Uh, with with Peacock outside of just you know watching the WWE network, but uh, well, sorry, hold on, I'm still stuck on the viewing viewers and watchers thing. <laughs> I feel like that's what you tell your wife if you if you like walk in on you watching porn. You like no no, I wasn't watching porn. I was viewing porn. Different very thing. different, different thing. Different very, thing. Yeah, that's something that different. you would say. You would say some stupid shit like that and really yeah. sell it. Like no, this is like a real thing. You have to say it with confidence, honey. I was not watching porn. I, I was, was viewing, viewing it, it, you know, for research purposes only. <laughs> Just like when not we're known a rider. Remember when she was stealing shit? Yeah. I wasn't stealing. I was shoplifting. Yeah, I think different that was thing. her like attorney's argument. Different thing. Different thing altogether. <laughs> uh, um, but just to give a little yeah. bit more context here about this deal. So, uh, uh, WWE Network will be available on Peacock Premium, which includes ads for four ninety nine per month, um, which is half of the current price of the WWE Network's uh, plan, which is uh, nine ninety nine a month. Right. So. Uh, and that's like with no commercials. So again, for the viewer who wins here, right? Uh, I think I think the subscribers win because if you sign up for Peacock Premium, uh, you get a lot of NBC Universal's other like premium content, which is going to be featured on Peacock, and you get WWE Network for half of what uh, you'd be paying otherwise, right? So you're you're saving a little bit of money there per month now. One billion over the course of so the number one billion sounds like a lot, right? Um, over the course of five years, you know, that's really just about 200 million per year. So let's say you divide that by like five, uh, you know, $5, what you need is about like 40 million. Uh, that might, no, I don't think that's right. Uh, yeah. So 200 million, you need quit, about like, quit while you're you ahead need, with the math. You need like 30 to 40 million subscribers, uh, or at least subscribers who are like have those other like premium add-ons where they they may have like uh, the, the premium package with no commercials, or they may like buy other add-ons or other services. So, do I think that Peacock can recoup the uh, the five the one billion they're spending on this over the course of five years? Yes. Do I think the return on the investment will be substantial enough to make this like, you know, just a, you know, a solid home run type of thing? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but, but again, like, this is a like, win for the subscribers. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a win for the subscribers outside of if you look at it live of like maybe WWE, uh, WWE Network goes away altogether, if not for this deal. Maybe that's how you can say it's a win for subscribers, but otherwise not really like unless there's going to be a dramatic shift in like and I guess maybe you can argue this lessens uh, maybe if they watch other, you know, NBC Peacock shit, maybe it spreads that cost out. Right. Because I think Peacock is what, like nine ninety nine or whatever the fuck the price is. Maybe it's like 20 or it's not 20 bucks, but like maybe like 15 bucks, whatever the fuck it costs. Right. Um, maybe it spreads that out because not only do you get to watch the WWE network, but you also get access to Peacock's, you know, uh, library, which, you know, of course they just, uh, recouped, um, uh, they just recouped the office, you know, so yeah. you got yourself, uh, and you know, the office as well as WWE network, you're, you're sitting pretty, uh, so let, yeah, right. So like, let's say all you watch is like the office and then you like wrestling. Um, and then you're getting the WWE network for four ninety nine, which is less than what you'd be paying if you just subscribed uh for wwe network uh, standalone right so i think for the viewer 
it, it's a win. You're getting more content through Peacock, but you're also still getting your WWE for less. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, uh, let us know in the comment section what you guys think uh, of this uh, this purchase. If you're a WWE fan, which I, I am, and honestly, I, I have WWE Network, so that's why I found this to be interesting to talk about. Um, uh, uh, and I have it because I'm basically going through like all of like the early, the, you know, mid 90s, late 90s stuff. Uh, right now I'm around the 2000s. As soon as I feel that you know, nostalgia itch. I am definitely canceling and I'm definitely trying to do that shit before March is up, <laughs> uh, which is when this deal is supposed to, you know, essentially be, um, or, or I guess everything sort of converts over to NBC Peacock. Cause I am for damn sure not getting fucking Peacock, uh, under yeah. no uncertain terms. Is that going to happen? Uh, you know so- what they should do? They, they should release all like the names and like the, uh, addresses and phone numbers of every WWE network subscriber who the fuck are these people i mean there's you you know dennis harvey the the freelance writer for ride he's probably a subscriber um just just a bunch of weirdos (laughs) fair enough you know what i think you were right peacock's not gonna make their money back on this they're gonna (laughs) spend a billion over five years they're gonna make like two hundred dollars yeah, I, I, I look. I again, I don't, I don't fucking know how it's going to turn out for Peacock, but uh, I do know it's a come up for the WWE though. So, super uh, come up. So, so yeah. Let us know in the comment section what you think about the whole scenario. Are you a WWE fan? Are you okay with the fact that it's going over to Peacock? Will you be watching any other fucking Peacock shit now that <laughs> the WWE network is uh is is headed over there? Uh, uh, let us know in the comment section below. Let us know what you what you guys think. We'd love to 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 hear from you. Uh, I know we had one more thing on a docket, but I think what we might do is is kind of call it a night there, um, for kind of uh more specific reasons, but. Uh, in either case, we'll just uh, kind of leave it there for now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that was our show for the fucking week. Okay, we, we're, we're coming at you now. Uh, like we've so, sort of said, we're, we're changing and timing up. So now we're coming we're at coming you. We're coming at you like Dennis Harvey versus, came uh, at Carrie nope, Mulligan. Nope, nope. Leave all of that alone. Right? <laughs> leave <laughs> all of that alone. Um, we're coming at him. You see, like, you know, now I feel like ghost in this scenario because now I feel like I have to save you from you. I don't. <laughs> no, like I'm ghost. I'm trying to save you. everybody. Now, now I'm the villain, you know, um, but, uh, but yeah, um, uh, we're coming at you, uh, from here on out, uh, a different day of the week. We're most likely going to be posting on Thursdays from now on. Um, but yeah, just, uh, if you guys rock with us through this whole thing, man, just, just let us know, man, by uh, hitting that like button, hit that subscribe button, hitting that share button, wherever you may, uh, be listening to this on share that shit with anybody and everybody who, uh, uh, of course, uh, you know, fuck it, you know, just hit up the entire fucking, you know, just go scroll through and just start sending them the shit, you know, you know, just, just do that, you know? Um, yeah. and, uh, keep watching. We got some big announcements coming down the pipeline. NBCU, uh, yeah, Peacock premium made by, there, by us yeah, too. So they're just, just <laughs> handing out money to everybody apparently. So we're going to try and get some of that Billy, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. We'll uh, hopefully have an announcement coming soon. Peacock, yeah, I'm, I'm equally concerned with uh, whether they're going to get gain or lose subscribers because they, they acquired our the podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, none of that is true, by the way, obviously, without having to tell you guys, but uh, we'll we, speak we, it we, into we, existence in jest. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, let us know um, what you. Uh, yeah. Uh, talk to us in the comment section below about any, anything we talked about. Uh, share the shit with everybody and everybody. Uh, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we almost definitely hit the very fucking usual protocol. Fade out. Peace the fuck out, ladies and gentlemen. Have a safe and happy holiday weekend. I don't, there's no holiday. <laughs> <laughs>